Welcome back, everybody, to the prank. Yay! Everybody's excited because we're back after having a week off because apparently we were lazy. Or why did we not do this last week? You didn't want to. I didn't want to. Blame me. No, you didn't. Well, like I didn't either, but you also didn't. Mm, apparently, apparently. Normally, um, if I don't want to and you do, then we do anyway. Yes, well, that's how life works, isn't it? Yep. Um, but we're back here, excited for another week of action and stuff, because we're still in Invercargill, and yep. life is rosy around the world that is Invercargill. Peachy. Peachy. Is that better than rosy? I don't know. You don't like rosy? I like peachy. You like peachy? Yeah. Millions of peaches, peaches for me, millions of peaches, peaches for free. It's a song by the Presidents of the USA. I think it was released the year you were born. So Okay. Um, That's one of my songs that I want on our radio show. <laughs> really? Yeah. I was thinking that I could play that. But anyway. Uh, you we can, ha- we have you a, like. We have a radio show called The Brink. Uh, we're talking. No, in all seriousness, we are going to be um, on air here in Invercargill on a uh, station called Radio Southland, which is exciting. Uh, what is the name of the show, Mallory Forster? Mallory and Ben's Ben and Mal's. Variety Hour? <laughs> the Ben and Mal Variety Hour. That was close. You were close, yes. Um, where we're going to be having an hour of our own music and fun and games. And variety. And variety. And it goes for an hour. It does. It's funny that. Uh, are you excited for this? Yes. Like a proper, I think so. You think so. You did say to me about two days ago that you actually were very excited for this and now you've just gone back to, I think so. Well, I'm like kind of nervous too. Why are you nervous? I don't know. It's just different. Like, it, people are going to be listening to me talk. Well, are they? I mean, you think people are probably listening to you right now. I but. mean, I listened to that radio interview the other day on our radio station. That was boring as, so, <laughs> yes. So, you think that... I think people will listen. You can, can We can contribute to the boring as aspect yeah. of... Uh, no, I think we'll be more interesting than she was. It was well, terrible. This week, we have, I guess, a test show. So, this week's show won't be going to air. But. So, when we do this show this week... Mm-hmm. Is the guy going to listen to it and judge us and yes. tell us whether or not we can go on the radio? I think he probably would just judge us. I think he wants us on the radio no matter what. But I think it's just a case of maybe probably saying, like, this is shit, don't do that. Um, this is great, do more of it. Um, ben, you suck. Mallory's great. Oh, um, that's going to be great. Let's have her instead of you. I don't know. Um, but it'll be my first time ever having a proper international radio show, as in one that I'm on air in another country. Okay. Um, and it's my first time having a proper radio show in about 18 months, I think, since High Noon wrapped up. Um, but your very first one ever, so... Yeah, I'm actually pretty excited. I'm The more I think of it, the more excited I am, I think. Well, I think you'll find that it's a lot different and more addicting to what we're doing right now, mm-hmm. um, because it'll be a live situation where we will be live, yep. so there are no stuff-ups and we have to plan, and well, you think we would, but I mean, I did radio for about, uh, you know, what am I up to now, about 14 years, and I don't think I've ever planned a show in my life. Um, that's not true. But yeah, <laughs> that's, see, that's an attempted joke. That falls flat, and you think, well, why, Ben, aren't you doing this properly? Why are you working at a newspaper and not in radio where you want to be, working full-time? And jokes like that are the reasons why. They, You're trying. I do try, at least. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be interesting. We will probably post a little bit on the Brink uh, Facebook page for people to uh, tune in. and it's. I mean, Listen to the podcast. Yes, there will be a podcast of it. But we'll still be doing this. We're still going to be doing the Brink. Um, I think the Brink will live on forever. Um, this is kind of my 
mothership of everything that's ever happened in uh, my radio slash podcast career, and uh, you are involved. So then the longer you. we keep doing this, the um, the better chance you will have of being the most frequent female co-host on this show. Aww. Which you are still some way off, I think, Lauren. Uh, maybe about another... Excuse me, 20 or so episodes. But, oh, that's um, not that many. Not too bad. Halfway through next year, if we actually do these weekly like we should be. Oh, it's an Asian greaser. Yes, Mallory's watching um, an Asian greaser on... <laughs> We're watching... There's, like, the music channel on, but we've muted it so that we can record. And it's five seconds of and summer, I believe. Yes, it is five seconds of summer. One thing it's that very I... very odd music video. Well, speaking of music, because... Our show will is all us. We play our own music, and I've never had a show where it's kind of like a music show. So I'm going to be interested to see how we're going to blend this because you and I have you know a variety of different music tastes, and we're going to try and keep a theme as best we can. Um, so I'm going to see how this plays out because I feel like you won't stick to themes. Like I'll be like, this week we're going to be playing music from the '90s, and you'll be like, but I want to play this song, so yeah. I'm going to play this. So. Yeah. Have you got any songs in mind right now? No. No? Yes. <laughs> she just... <gasps> yes. Is it Japanese Grease? No. No? no? It's the Chainsaw Song. The Chainsaw Song. Oh, that... Um, you know the Chainsaw Song. Well, I hadn't heard it until I was in Victoria, but then I think I downloaded it after yeah. hearing it. Okay, cool. Well, we're going to... Well, we um, don't have a theme this week, do we? Uh, not really, no. Okay, perfect. Um, we're going to come back and you're going to be quizzing as we're going to continue our I emergency am. questions quizzing. But uh, anything else you want to add right now before we move on? No. Cool. All right, let's move on. <laughs> time for everybody to go back in time without the use of a DeLorean. And flash back. Surprised I don't use that many uh, more DeLorean references uh, throughout the segment over the years. Um, we are going to be playing four more moments from the best of 2012. And as per usual, we're going to play these all back to back for you to get you in the mood. We're going to hear Ian Dicko Dixon, iconic Australian musician man person. He's not really a musician, I guess. He was involved in the music industry. You know him from such shows as Australian Idol and a bunch of others, which we don't really need to name. Um, but the five questions we put to him just as he was about to appear on and win Celebrity Apprentice. Uh, we also have highlights from the Ice Hockey Grand Final of 2012, our commentary there. Uh, we have a clip called Ben Goes Bollywood, which is interesting as per usual of all these clips. And also the fun of the cricket, which involves myself, Sam and cricket. Hence its name. Uh, sit back and enjoy. Question number one. What is your favourite type of cheese? I love really strong, industrial, smen- uh, smelly strength blue cheese. Blue cheese. We're getting a lot of love for blue cheese recently, actually. It's yeah. climbing up the rankings. It was, uh, do you know what? Australia dropped the um, restrictions and you could bring the stuff in from France. That was even better. Oh, maybe that's why we're getting all this super stuff from the from France and that's why everyone's mm. loving it so much. We'll look into that, I think. Uh, question number two. Ian Dicko Dixon, are you a folder or a scruncher? Uh, folder. Folder. I like the sound of that. Yeah, Smart scrunchers people fold. are just the... Scrunchers just have got no place in this society, I'm afraid. Praise <laughs> your game, guys. Yes, exactly. Come on now, be a bit neater. Uh, question number three. Growing up, did you have any celebrity childhood crushes at all? Um, yes, Trevor Francis, who played for Birmingham City. 
He, uh, he, he scored twice on his debut, age 16, wow. and he was probably my first ever crush. Wow. I didn't realise at the time that he weren't allowed to have crushes on boys if you were a straight <laughs> male, but there you go. You live and learn. Yeah, oh, come on. Every every man's got a deep-down bromantic crush <laughs> that they want to act on, I think, Dicko. Uh, also, growing up, what was your dream job? I wanted to play alongside Trevor Francis for Birmingham City. Oh. I used to lie in bed visualising the, the move that would end in me scoring the winning goal at Wembley in the FA Cup final <laughs> every night. That's how I went to sleep. Oh, well, look, as we were talking before about being young at heart and feeling like a 17-year-old boy, there's still time then deep down, dear Dicko. Oh, you, you reckon? <laughs> Listen, my team's rubbish, but we're not that rubbish that we'd have a 49-year-old has-been on the field. <laughs> well, that inner 17-year-old self would come up and make a fairy tale come through. <laughs> and the uh, final question for you this morning, here in the Brink and Edge Radio, Ian Dicko Dixon, what is your worst habit? Well, worst habit um, probably picking my nose at the traffic light <laughs> I get busted all the time and I keep going stop it don't do it at least you know have a crafty pick while the car's moving but no I just can't help myself well Ben I mean if they're if they're keen on winning the game they'll pay up clean bum groups I think probably was what was said there is Mika Looking very fit, I have to say. Chatting to Mika, of course, on the show last week, he was very keen and excited for this. You know, he puts a lot of effort into the sport of ice hockey. The only one out there with a red helmet, which makes him stand out. It's a thing in Finland. They love their red helmets. I think it's it's a, it's a law in the Finland constitution that uh, the captain of each side has to wear a red helmet. He's brought that to Australia, which is good to see. I like tradition. Thanks for that comment, Sam. Good for that one. Uh, and... <laughs> Sam's just actually, I, I see you checking out some of the skills there, Sam. What's kind of tickling your fancy right now in this warm-up? Oh, just watching uh, Mr. Fall fully. That's a real player, by the way. For the Cougars, magnificent player. Dominated the grand final last year, along with Richard Cox, and got his team over the line, and look out for him tonight, Ben. I'm serious about that. I actually believe he was your player of the grand final last week, from memory. Uh, last year, I should say. The whistle has blown. The team's now come to their benches for one final chat. Now, Sam, in all your years of watching and playing ice hockey, what are some of the key words that need to be said at this point going into a grand final? Some of the key words, Ben? The key words. Uh, well, puck, obviously. Hockey stick. Helmet. Bum grope. Trousers. Box. And sausage. <laughs> Clearly the ones that get people over the line. Mika Polari, just as he does, a bit of a wrist flick, gets it away from Brendan, but Brendan finds it back somehow. Graham Fall trying to find it. Brendan Fox just one-on-one with Mika Polari, tries to have a shot. Polari just says, nah, that's mine. I will take it. Plowman now taking one-on-one to Snoopy. Has a bit of a hack to the stick there. Looking left, looking right, can't find it. Brendan Fox has come away with it. Graham Fall back to Brendan Fox. Brendan Fox along the boards. The whistle is blown. The Cougars clap. Polari stares. Oh, they've gone up a gear, the Sharks, with the Finnish Wizard on board. The Finnish Wizard. Finnish Bradman. He'll come up. The Finnish Fury. I don't know. What are we saying, Sam? What are we doing? Oh, I like the fi- Finnish Wizard, Ben. Sounds a little bit better. Ganadolf, or whatever they call it, I believe, in Finland. Uh, as Kathleen James is back on the ice now, she's going to go one-on-one with Mika Polari. They've had a good battle, both of them, on the ice here tonight. Graham Fall now coming away with the Cougars. A turnover here once again now. They're trying to find the lead for the uh, first time since they got that first goal in the first period. As umpire strikes back, nearly gets decapitated. We nearly saw another death here tonight, Sam. Yes, exactly. Uh, unfortunately, Adam Zappel uh, died earlier on when the puck hit him in the neck and uh, severed one of his... Uh, main arteries, but uh, that's okay. We've got replacement goalkeepers. 
It's, a, it's the nature of the sport, ice hockey. One goes down, another one comes out out of nowhere. Passes it off now. On the right there to Rose, who comes away with it once again. He's got a real chance here of a lovely save by Barella. A one-handed wizard whip. That's what they call that back in classic ice hockey days. As Jones now with the puck, he's trying to find his players, but he's got no one there. He's going to take it on by himself. Oh, it's in the post. It's got to have another shot there by Jones. Oh, that is so close. How many shots have been saved or hit the post here by the Cougars? Will they be talking about that after the match as Snoopy falls to his knees? The puck now back with Polari, who has a long shot to no one. Richard Fox back on the ice here for the Cougars. So is Graham Fall, quickly changing things up. It's Snoopy, Fall and Fox. Can they find something here for the Cougars or can the Sharks with their inspiration? Captain Polari. Beautiful little back sweep there by Fall to Fox, who has a lovely shot at goal and can't quite find it in. Fall now with the puck. Trying for the Savaloy. Polari finds it now. And here's a one-on-one chance here, Rose, for number four. Can't get it in. It's beautifully defended by Richard Fox. And right now to Derby, who's flicking it now for the Sharks. He's trying to find it. He can't. It's tense. It's tight. Snoopy with the puck now. Richard Fox. Can he have a long shot at goal? He does, but it's hit the boards at the back there, over the top. No goal for Richard Fox. As once again, we have Rose trying to find it. in! It's Richard. No, it's Graham Fall. No, it's Richard Fox. Richard Fox, who else? Why did I ever need to question that? Absolutely brilliant. There's the hat trick for Richard. It is six to five, and that is four in a row to the Cougars. They just never say die, this club, do they? No, un- un- unreal, Ben. This has been an unreal finish of the match. There's three and a half minutes left. Can the Sharks get one and bidding on the hamburgers? Oh, it's tense. It's nerve-wracking here. Richard Fox has just found his legs. He's been saving it up. Oh, it sure has been a magnificent end to a magnificent season, Ben. And this, the Cougars successfully defending their 2011 Premiership. Magnificent stuff. Five in a row. They were down five goals to two late in that second period. And they have managed to once again turn things around. As uh, the clock has stopped, we'll see a face-off here. But it's, it's going to be all over. It's 11 seconds on the clock. And uh, the Cougars will be back-to-back premiers into the final 10 seconds now. The Sharks just playing around the time. Four, three, two, one. It's over. The 2012 Tasmanian Ice Hockey League premiers are the Croatian Cougars back-to-back premiers. What an absolute classic way to end the season, Samuel McCrossan. Yes, magnificent band, and they're celebrating wildly on the bench here. Uh, there's cuddles and high fives and kisses, uh, the whole lot. And I guess that's what happens when you become famous, you know, and you are in the public eye when you have so many admirers. You start working on the admiration, you know. Yeah. And then admira- <laughs> working on the admiration. So leaves. much admiration. I mean, I'll leave the studio right now and women are throwing themselves at me. Have more of my kids. You know? <laughs> and, and talking about, you know, Ramnik about yes. in terms of, uh, I'm bringing in the grudge match, you know. I mean, okay. we are making ben, ben official as well, you know, in, in terms of a grudge match. How is that working on the cheerleaders is going? Uh, I'm surprised uh, you didn't uh, offer me to be a cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> you can be among them on that game. I look good in a dress. <laughs> yeah. I, I really do. I mean, put me in a nice little skirt and some lycra. Yeah. Just imagine you're doing like, oh, while you go, while you go, go, while you go. As you said, I'd bat, I'd get out for a duck, and then bang, I'd go off and put a skirt and on. And then you'd have a nice time. <laughs> he said, enjoying the match. A really good game. Absolutely. Know. See, it's going to be awesome if you're going to do go, while you go, go, while yeah, you I'm not really go, sure. Sharma, go. I'm not really sure if he's going to do that or if he's going to make others do that thing. You, know? you dare Come me, on, you man. dare me, and it will be done. Uh. Come on, man. Come yeah. on, man. <laughs>
Big Sam, while we're moving along here, Ramnick's having a bit of a chat. We're in the, in the heart of the Indian fans. I'm going to move along the line here. People are shaking their head. They don't want to be discussed. Guys, uh, anybody want to come and have a chat? Hello. How, I'm fine. How are you, mate? I'm good, thanks. Oh, that's very good. What's your name? Sonny. How are you finding the cricket tonight? This is amazing. Uh, excellent. It's, it's ab- good. You guys are going to win tonight, aren't you, I think? Oh, we will. In 40 hours. 40 hours. Everybody confident, and I've got some young gentlemen to the left here as well. You found yourself in the middle of the Indian fans. How are you finding this atmosphere? Absolutely amazing. We love it! It's safe to assume who everyone is going for around us at the moment. And is it? are you confident they can win it within 40 overs tonight as well? I have to ask a question about Sachin Tendulkar. Were you disappointed to see him go out early? Yes, we are. We're expecting to make his turn tonight, you know, but unfortunately, that's he, it. He's going to get it soon, you've got to say. Uh, he will, he will, but he will, but um, not in Australia. Is this the last time you think we've seen him in Australia? Yes, pretty sure. We love our Indian team, whatever it is. Yeah, we love our Indian team. Indian team, yeah. Sachin Tendulkar, everyone loves him. Everybody loves him. I would, I would yeah. hate to say if any Indian fan would say he doesn't like him. Sachin Tendulkar. I'm going to move along the line here and come across the back. Anybody around here want to have a chat? G'day, mate. Edge Radio here in Hobart. How are you finding the cricket tonight? It's going pretty good. We'll enjoy pretty much and I think we'll hope we'll make a win and we'll win with a bonus point. Yeah. Confident, confident. Are you from Hobart or have you travelled here to see the match tonight? No, no, I'm from Hobart, local. Local? Yeah, yeah. But we are enjoying the match pretty much. That's the main thing and everybody here, we're just over there in the stand and next to a whole bunch of other Indian fans. There's a small crowd but it's it's vocal, it's passionate, it's it's great to see this atmosphere. We've got a guy here in the left, he hasn't stopped clapping that. You're loving the cricket tonight, aren't you? We love, we love because this is the first time I came in the last 30 years. It's the first time watching a live cricket match in Hobart. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, it's good to have this here in Hobart, and it's good to see a bunch of guys who are coming here tonight and enjoying it on a, on a Tuesday night. So enjoy the rest of it, and let's go, India. Oh, good night. Thank you. India! 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 Have you tried running out into the middle and having a chat with him? No, because I'm a low-income earner, and that's, <laughs> that's a big fine. Mate, mate, if you were at the rugby the other day, they couldn't stop him for quid, but here there's a bit more security, isn't there? I've got bad hamstrings. Um, <laughs> it's not easy, like, I'll be honest. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll all chip in, I think, if we all want, chip in 50 bucks. Um, get a few people around here as well, just so you can ask well, him the I'm question. Sorry. Judging by the crowd numbers, 50 bucks for everyone here won't pay my fine. Uh, no one's turned up. Typical Tasmania. It, it's a public service thing for Tasmania, though. Where is Punter? And the, the tops look fair. Is this a last-minute thing, obviously, since he's been dropped? Were you just oh, going to come dressed like this beforehand? By last minute, yes. We we did think of it a few days ago. Um, we're drinking fizzy waters, not not alcohol, fizzy waters. Can, can we test that for blood alcohol afterwards? Not ideal, no. no um, not ideal. Right. Not ideal. A couple of blokes have got absolutely no artistic talent whatsoever. See, I think we're doing quite well. See, 14 stands for Ricky Ponting, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but do you see a hat? Three. Yes. Three. Xavier Doherty, X. Oh, uh, where's Hilfie's, uh, where's, uh, Hilfie's number? Hilfie's not a regular bloke in this team, so... But he's a builder, so we're, he's a we're, gone, we're gone the whole ponting drop, so we get him on the back. Doherty on the hat, and Hilfie's a builder. So we look a bit like builders without tools. We're talking to everyone here, Sam. It's, it's, this is cricket. This is the atmosphere. 
Ben, you know what we didn't see tonight? Watermelon heads. We didn't see any watermelon heads, did we? I'm so disappointed. I've been coming to the cricket since I was very young, and every year there's watermelon heads, and there's not one watermelon head here. I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to talk about it at all, but they're not here. Hang on. Hang Someone, on. a member of the crowd, has just brought to our attention that there is, in fact, a watermelon head here at the cricket wearing a flanny. Wearing a flanny. I'm scoping. I'm scoping. Where am I scoping? Am I, am I blind? Straight through there. Over I'm staring. I can see uh, there is a watermelon head. Now, do, do we dare venture? We dare venture. I'm just going to go thank these guys, first of all. Fellas, can I just say you guys are legends? Because we've been walking around this ground yeah. trying to find it, and you have pointed out... Give the cricket club a rap. What, what, what cricket club have we got here? Slab Road. Slab Road. The roadies. Brilliant. All right, well, we've just given a free plug on their radio here this morning, guys. Thank you for that. And we're going to go venture over to this watermelon head and have a chat. Thank you very much. We won't block your way. I'm going to step through the hill here, Sam. Sam's over this way. Do I, am I getting a bit excited here? I think you are getting a bit excited, Ben. I mean, I've seen watermelon heads in the past, but, yes, it's nice to spot one, I have to say. We've got Forrest in front of us, uh, as in Mr Century Maker today. I'm just trying to tread over the debris and everything that we're, we're watching here. I'm just going to... I'm going to kneel down here. Excuse me, guys. We're with Edge Radio, and we've been hunting all day to find watermelon heads, and we've found one. <laughs> can we please chat to you about the watermelon? <laughs> yeah, you can. Now, first of all, what's your name, mate? Uh, James. James. Now, I've always been intrigued with the watermelon and how you go about digging it out and getting it onto your head. Is there a process involved, or is it just simple to dig it all out? It's the first time I've done it. I just cut the top off it, and then dig it out with a spoon. That's all I did, mate. That's all you did? That easy? And you've got, like, the, the goggle sort of look with oh, the nose. It's like yeah. a warrior helmet. Yeah, well, sort of. Like Spartan helmet kind of thing, maybe. <laughs> Every year we come here, and without fail, there are tons of you guys with watermelon heads. You're the only one here tonight. Oh, well, mate, Chris over here's got one too, but yeah, a couple of us. He's, they're not wearing it though. I mean, come yeah. on. Put your watermelon on, Chris. That's what you've brought it here for. We've got a beach ball just going over. You probably would have lost your watermelon there, but you're looking fantastic with it. And you've got Sailor here next to you. Now, uh, Captain Australia. Captain, well, that's what they used to have, the man with his undies yeah, and everything. Him, yeah. Yeah, now... um. every other game that I've come to. Now, can I ask a question to embarrass you both here on radio? Are you, first of all, are you together? <laughs> no, we're not. No, we're roommates. We're roommates. What's your name, sorry? Bonnie. Bonnie. So, well, Bonnie, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I'm glad then the kiss cam isn't on you guys, because that would be a bit awkward, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would be very awkward, I think. So we've got Watermelon Head, Captain Australia. Next up, we've got Mr Classic Catchman. On these cat- Do these couches come for free? Do they give them to you yeah, at the gate? We're, yeah, we're surprised. Yeah, they're free. It's good. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, it looks like you guys are having a fun day here at the cricket. Do you think yeah, the Aussies are going to win this? A couple more wickets and that'll be good, but no, nah, it's, it's going to be a good day. Brilliant. Well, we're glad we found you. We're excited. We've got uh, Mr Forrest here in front of us. Give us away, Forrest! No, all right. It didn't work. He's over that now. Yeah, he's over it. All right, we're a bit too late. Thanks very much, guys. Enjoy the rest of your night. Never thought I would say this as we're walking up on the hill that Samuel McCrossan just broke a ground cricket rule. He hit a beach ball. Sam, you're ejected. Where's Sergeant Porcupine? Man, I feel so good right now. In all my years of coming to the cricket, that's the first time I've got my hands on the beach ball. I never get it. I never get it. We got our hands on watermelon heads and a beach ball. Man, I just got my hands on the beach ball. That's what I'm proud of. Man, I'm stoked. Finally. <laughs> stoked. Stoked. Samuel McCrossin is going to go home tonight. 
I'm going to be asked the question, what did you enjoy most about the cricket? Was it the fact that Australia came through for a brilliant victory? No. What was, what was your number one moment of tonight? No way. I got my hands on the beach ball. <laughs> Welcome back to another part of the show that you're listening to as Mallory burps. That's lovely. Could you hear that? That's uh, awkward. No, I tried to phone away from my mouth. Mallory and I generally do quizzing each other. We decided to... Uh, use the Richard Herring Emergency Questions book that we've used, you know, sporadically over the last couple of years. Um, and we decided to go through all of them. So last week or the week before when we last did this, uh, we went through questions 1 to 20. So this week we are going to go through questions 21 to 40. Mallory is now going to be in control of the questions this week. And again, some of these questions are inappropriate, but we're still going to answer, ask them. I more than likely will answer all of them. Mallory will more likely skip the inappropriate ones because she's a good little Christian girl. True fact. So, um, question number 21. Mallory, it's over to you. Would you rather be a cow or a badger? Um, badger, 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 badger. Oh, look badger. at that. You remember it. Um, probably a badger. I agree. Because, I mean, cows generally are either eaten or milked, and people think cows are dumb. And cows are kind of boring. I like cows, but they're kind of lame. Whereas badgers are a bit interesting. I don't know much about badgers. Yep. Badger, badger, Unless badger, you watch badger, the movie badger, the, mushroom, the Animal and badger, they drink badger, badger, badger milk, badger, but that's badger, a mushroom, movie. Mushroom. 26, are you 26? a ghost? Where's 22? Did you just skip from 21 to 26? Well, 21 is like this, so I thought it was where it started. I found 22 now. It's okay. okay. Have you ever seen a famous TV animal in real life? Yes, I have. At Universal Studios? No. Oh. I was um, at Reality Rally when I was there in 2016, and they have a random collection of TV, re- reality TV people outside of the Survivors and the Big Brothers that I care about, and there was a dog, it was a bulldog, that apparently was on America's Got Talent, and it was wearing a leather jacket. And I don't know why it was on America's Got Talent, but oh, it was really? apparently famous. So, yes, I have. have um, you? Yes, at Universal. I'm pretty sure it's at Universal Studios. They have a show every day. Maybe it's not Universal Studios. Maybe it's one of the other theme parks. But they have a show every day somewhere in California at one of the theme parks where they, like, show off the animals and all the stunts they do and the training that they have for... Um, like movies and stuff and they like tell you what the different animals who are in the show at that time have been in okay i can't i can't remember any of them but yeah at least seen them though so you can answer yes to that yes okay yep um 23 have you ever tried to communicate with the dead uh i have seen people in my house try to do one of those seance things um but i don't your sister uh, yeah, my mum did one with Jaden once, my friend Jaden. Um, mm. I don't believe in it. So, I mean, I've seen it, but I have I tried to communicate with the dead. Uh, I don't believe in that stuff, so uh, no. I'm no as well. 24. If you had to marry a Muppet, if you had to, which Muppet, Muppet would you marry? Miss Piggy. Rich, Rich says Dan- Janice from the band. Well, Miss Piggy's awesome. She's funny. Kermit. Um, yeah, we'll see. Like, you know, yep. Kermit's pretty hot. He's hilarious. I'd say Miss Piggy or Animal. Because he plays the drums. You love Animal. Or the Swedish Chef. Because it sounds like your friend Charlotte. <laughs> 25. Have you ever had a near-death experience? Uh, yes. I. Uh, my family was meant to go to Port Arthur on the day of the massacre. 
So there was that. Um, mm-hmm. And one time when I was working uh, at Sanity, there was up on an upper shelf, there was uh, like these big metal parts of another shelf. And I was standing in this spot and I kind of stepped away to grab something else. And about a couple of seconds after I stepped away, all these metal things fell down. And had they hit me, I mean, I don't know if I would have died, but I... It, it would have hurt. Yeah. And also one time I was driving on the highway and I went to merge into another lane doing about 100 kilometers an hour and I didn't um, check my blind spot and I nearly crashed into another car. Uh, and I didn't. And yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, oh, and also I was on a bus in Malaysia that nearly crashed because there was a weird driver and it was scary as fuck. Watched the Brink Unleashed 3 to find out more what happened in that adventure. Sorry. I had pneumonia as a child. That That's sucks. It. Oh, well, actually, as a child, my umbilical cord was wrapped around my neck the moment I was born, and I nearly died, so I was in intensive care. So pretty much the moment I was born, I nearly died. So. Yep. Okay. Um, Pneumonia's pretty scary, though. Number yeah. 26, are you a ghost? Do we do 25? Or was that 25? That was 25. Uh, am I a ghost? Yes. Okay. Good to know. Are you? Uh, I mean, maybe. Okay. I feel like you'd know by now. 27, what is so funny about peace, love, and understanding? Um... The first word sounds like P, and it's like urine, and it's funny because it's we. Um, love can be funny depending on your viewpoint of it. If you had asked me that question a year ago, I would have said it's funny because it doesn't exist, but I guess I'm in love with you now, so it's a you good thing. guess you're in love with me now. <laughs> Thanks. And understanding, well, you know, one person's understanding is another person's misunderstanding. Rich says <laughs> <laughs> there they are intris- they they are intrin- intrinsically silly, especially when someone tries to imply that they're not. Right. Do you realize, just quickly to interrupt, this is your stupid song that you like that's on TV now. It's kind of like a karaoke version. It's um, really a weird video. Shotgun. He does not it look is. like... He does not look like what I thought he was look like. I thought he was going to be a lot older with like a man a bun. A beard. Yeah. I yeah. thought he was going to be like a man bun sort of hippie sort of guy that you're into. But... Mm. um. <laughs> But no, he's like a young blonde kid with a deeper voice. He looks too young to have a voice that deep. Anyway, oh, sorry. you're right. It is a, that song. Yeah. It does not look like that guy. That You, you tell me. Like, no, it, not no I agree. Yeah. It doesn't look like what you picture him as. Anyway, sorry. Are you? What Did you answer the love piece? No, I just told you what Rich said. I don't know if I have an answer to this question. It's weird. Okay. 28. Would you rather have a tit that spends dispenses talcum powder or a finger that can travel through time what would you do with such a powder powder or power <laughs> power um well, i mean a tit that dispenses talcum powder what's the point in that so i would go finger that can go through time and whew, that's interesting can i use that finger to like hold a phone so i could take pictures of like dinosaurs and shit i don't know maybe i'd go back in time and pet a dinosaur or, like, I could stop something, like, when Hitler's born, I could, like, put my finger on him and, like, kill him as a baby and save all the people that he killed. So... Yes. Yeah, what would you... What would you have? Um... I think a finger that travels through time sounds pretty cool. What would you do with such power? I have no idea. (laughs) Go back and, uh... Press all the buttons. Go back and not use that finger to meet me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're terrible. You didn't deny it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't not. No, no. Oh, that's sweet. Okay, 29. If you got on Dragon's Den, what product would you pitch? This is one of those British shows. Uh, no, it's... 
Is not that like British? I don't think. I've never heard of it. What it's is Canadian? Is that like? Um, or no, maybe it's American, but there's a Canadian on it. Is that like Shark Tank? Yeah. yeah. Um. I I I I wish I had an inventive bone in my body, but. I really don't. I used to think like a waterproof iPod would be cool for like swimmers when they do laps, but I think mm-hmm. that's already a thing that's been invented. Um, I would pitch something where you could eat all the bad foods in the world and you would lose weight and be healthy. Like that would make me an absolute multi-trillionaire. Yeah. But how would I invent that? I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I don't know what I would. No. Pitch. I also don't feel as though I'm a very inventive person. I would love to be, because I would, like, again, the guy who invented the Snuggie literally got a fucking dressing gown and turned it around backwards, and now he's a multi-millionaire. Like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> anyway, yes. Yes, moving on. Number 30. 30. 30, 30. Yes. What is the worst experience you've ever had in a hotel? Ooh, that's a interesting one. Um, I have to think about that one. Um, oh, there was... Uh, this is just one that comes to mind. I was in a hotel in Sydney like two years ago, a year ago, and the light didn't work. But remember when you and I stayed in that best... Remember when Jimmy got us those hotels mm-hmm. at the airport? So it was one of those ones. So you remember those bathrooms, how they had the door, and it was kind of like a... Almost like a little... Just the room separately. Anyway, yeah. so the light didn't work. So I had to have the door open to have a light, but then you couldn't keep the door open because the steam would go out and it would let the smoke alarms off and you got like a $500 fine for letting the smoke alarms off. So I tried to tell them, I'm like, hey, the light's out. They're like, cool, we'll come fix it. And they never fixed it. So I kind of had to have this weird situation where I had to shower in the dark <laughs> was having a little crack of light open. That's the only one that I can legitimately think of right now. I'm sure there's other ones. I mean, like, what was the question? Worst experience you've had in a hotel. I reckon, like, it has nothing to do with the hotel, but, like, we found out in a room in a hotel that, like, one of, on a ukulele trip, that one of our friends was, like, in hospital and staying in California, and we were leaving him there. And, like, later we found out that he had a brain tumor and he eventually died, like, so, like... Yeah, I mean, I was in an Airbnb when I found out that my mother was going to die, so, I mean... Like, I reckon that would be mine. Yeah. I don't know. This got depressing pretty quickly. Uh, Question 31. (laughs) Which celebrity would you like to stroke your hair as you die? Well, Natalie Portman. I mean, yours is one of the Ryans, clearly. I was going to say one of the Ryans. Um... But, I mean, you're going to be famous from this radio show, so you. Maybe it will be. I'm already famous, so you meant to say me. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You're it's already famous, so yep. I would love for you to stroke my hair as I don't. Yep. That, that or Jeff Goldblum, because I feel like <laughs> Jeff Goldblum would give me some witty, like, things. Like, he would calm me down. Whereas Natalie Portman's a bit preachy. She might all be like, like, oh, you know, hashtag me too and women, women, women. Whereas, like, at least Jeff Goldblum would, like, sing me a song and tell me it's going to be okay. Kevin Bacon could sing me Philadelphia Chickens. Oh, he could. That's true. That would be a pretty good one. Yeah. No, Natalie Portman. 32. Do you have a favorite towel? What is your best story about it? Right now, I don't. Our towels suck. They molt all over the ground and they just get blue shit everywhere. Um, I don't mind my 
green, red, and gold Gold Coast towel. It's pretty good. I used to have a beach towel, like the first ever beach towel I had. It was amazing. It was big. It was huge. It was like blue and pattern on it or something like that. I love that beach towel. I don't know what ever happened to that. My Costco towels is my answer in <laughs> Victoria. Did you use one when we were staying with my mom? I look. I used lots of towels when I was they, staying with your mom. I couldn't. Tell I you have it was two from of them. One of them. I think one of them has stripes on it and like blues. Okay. Maybe. And the other one is like a dark blue, almost the color of our towels, but a little bit darker with yellow and green polka dots on it. And they're just like thicker than normal towels and like extra, extra large size towels and just wonderful. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we need to ask that one in a you know month or two when we get better towels. Okay. Thirty-three. What is your most mundane encounter with a celebrity? Celebrity. Um, I bumped into Ian Thorpe at an airport, and I didn't realise it was Ian Thorpe until I looked up and was like, "Oh fuck!" I just bumped into Ian Thorpe. Um, I did a wee next to Jamie Cox, who was former Tasmanian cricket captain. I was at the okay. cricket and I was at the urinal, and I looked over and it was Jamie Cox taking a leak next to me. Um, so there was that. Um. Uh, off the top of my head, that maybe, um, yeah, <laughs> I couldn't really tell you a lot more others. Um, I bumped into Fernando Alonso at the Grand Prix once, accidentally when I was coming out of the uh, media center, and I he also it. stole your pen. Uh, no, well, he gave it back eventually. Romain Grosjean stole Sam's pen. Probably use it to write his cookbook. Um, <laughs> wh- what about you? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't think i've ever had an encounter with a celebrity other than you ben oh good answer 34 how sensitive are your nipples what does okay wait what does nb stand for no in the answer section i don't know um see this is the thing i've never really tested we can test this here no well like one time someone gave me a nipple cripple and i cried so (laughs) what are you trying to do to me oh i was gonna just like let well, see what you if did. you want to. No, that's weird. Um, it's not radio worthy. Well, you know, some, yeah, somebody worthy, once like know. gave me a nipple cripple and I cried, but I don't know if that comes down to my nipples being sensitive or it just was a painful nipple cripple. I've never really had people do much to my nipples to test that theory out. So you can touch them if you want to, but I feel like this is weird. Um, you didn't answer the question, Mallory. Well, I was going to. Oh. The NB answer says, take a chance. If you're on a date, make that the first question you ask. Don't even say hello. Oh. So that's an that's interesting why I found on Tinder. opinion that somebody has there. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to compare that to other people. I feel they're quite sensitive. Ben feels they're quite sensitive. Okay. <laughs> Not that I would know, a friend told me. Who would win a fight, CJ from the Eggheads or Jeremy Corbyn? I have no idea who either of them are. I'm going to say the guy from the Eggheads because he's got an egg that's a a head that's an egg and egg skins are tough. What really killed the dinosaurs? Did you not answer? I have no answer for this question. I don't (laughs) know who either of them are. I agree with you. 36. What really killed the dinosaurs? See, I used to always think I was like really dumb and... I still am. But I was like, okay, so the herbivores ate all the plants in the world. And then there were no more plants left, so they died. And then the carnivores ate all the dead bodies, and then there was no more bodies to eat. So they ate each other and they all died. That was a dumb theory. 
That's why I'm not a scientist, among many other reasons. <laughs> I will say the cliche that it was a meteor. Okay. But actually, but then we know they're not really dead because um, Dr. Hammond brought them back to life. Yes. Um, I reckon they all just ate each other and died out. Really sad. <laughs> so you just stole my first answer. No, that's what I was thinking before you <laughs> went across and said okay. that. Okay, all right. Okay, 37. Would you rather date a man who was a six foot, who was a six foot tall penis or a man who instead of having a penis had a tiny man? See, I feel like, because I'm not sexually attracted to men, I feel like having a penis that was a man would be interesting because I wouldn't have no use for his penis. So therefore, I could like pull his pants down and have a conversation with little dick or whatever his name is. And then it would be cool. And then, like, we could totally become famous because I'd be like, hey, this is my boyfriend. He has a man as a penis. Whereas, like, I guess you could be famous if you walked around with a giant penis, but then that would be, like, weird because, you know, imagine going to family dinner and be like, hey, everyone, guess what? I'm dating a man and he just happens to be a giant penis. And, like, penises are kind of weird looking and also can be a bit gross. And I feel like we wouldn't get let into a lot of places. So I'm going to go with the... The man penis. The man, the man is the penis. The second part of that question. <laughs> I'm going to agree with you. Because both of these are ridiculous. <laughs> and I would rather sit across the table from a man than a penis man. 38. <laughs> King Harold never killed any children. Discuss. Please quote sources. Herod. Not Harold. King Herod did not kill any children because, according to Wikipedia article, King Harold, he didn't kill any children. I don't I don't know who he is. I can't think of anything. Okay, funny. King Herod is the guy in the Bible who oh. set out a cr- decree to kill all the baby boys under two years of age when Jesus was born. He was trying to kill Jesus. So, to try to kill Jesus, he killed baby boys? Yeah. Why? What do you mean, why? Well, if I want to kill you, I'm not just going to go to a nursery and start whacking off, whacking off, killing little babies. How did killing little babies kill Jesus? Well, they didn't, but like... But what's the plan in that? His plan was if all of the baby boys... No, Jesus, Moses, Jesus. No, it was Jesus. No, if he killed all of the baby boys, then he would kill... Jesus as well. But was Jesus... <coughs> because me. Jesus was a baby at the time. Oh, right. Okay. You needed to clarify I that. I said that at the beginning. I think that was an important fact. I said fact that, that at the beginning. I said that at the beginning. <laughs> like, Jesus was a baby. Okay, I understand now. But like, no, I was I thinking Jesus when, is an adult I said man. when Jesus was born. That's right. what I was doing. Okay. That, now I understand. Makes sense. Got you, King Herod. Um, you're probably more uh, able to answer that then because you went to Bible school and I looked at the um, Bible once in a shop and that's about as far as I got. No, you have the Bible. I have a Bible? Yeah, you got it at... Oh, did you oh, but give that's it away? Like a, I think no, you gave it away. Th- oh, did I? I think so. No, but isn't that like the, the different Bible? That's not like the proper Bible. That's like the happy yay, yay, yay Bible. Excuse me? Like as in like the church that you go to, like the happy one where they all clap and sing and all the songs are about Jesus molesting people. Uh, Bibles are the same no matter what church you go to, well, unless you go to Catholic church. Like or the Muslim Bibles. I was going to say, the, no, the Muslim Bible is the Quran. Quran, yeah. yeah. What's the Jewish Bible? Um, 
Uh, anyway, no. The Mormon Bible is different. Oh, the Book of Mormon. I like the Book of Mormon. Well, not really. Well, I heard the place good, but I haven't seen it. I did read like the first page of the Bible once about like on the first day. Congratulations. I kind of thought it was weird because it's like, why was he just sitting around doing nothing and then all of a sudden he's like, hey, I'm going to create Earth. Like, what was he doing before then? Is that ever explained? No. Am I offending you? Sorry. No. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> um, Rich says, it's weird that the only source that mentions his slaughter of newborns is in the New Testament. You'd think his... You'd think other historians would have mentioned that. Also, he died in 4 BC, which is a clue. So he died before Jesus was born. Oh, that's weird. Maybe he was just foreclaiming. Maybe he just, you know, had a long agenda. 39. Have you ever come up with an idea for conceptual or performance art that you think is better than any of the guff that gets nominated for the Turner Prize? What's the Turner Prize? Um, An art award for something. Um, she's quite attractive. Um, that's the person on TV, not mm. the uh, cough award or whatever. Um, I really have no idea. Um, I'm going to, like, considering some of the stuff that I know happens at Mona and that sort of stuff <laughs> yep. back, I am going to get a glass box. I am going to sit on the toilet and I'm just going to do a poo and I'm just going to let people come and watch me and I'm going to claim it's artistic for something. It's a modern look at society's dumping of environmental waste in the world and why it's polluting everything by being in a glass box. I don't know. Okay. What would you do, Mallory Foster? Um, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I think that would win the, the, what was it, the Turner Prize or? The Turner, yeah, the Turner Prize. Okay. Last question. Oh, tension. Are you ever mistaken for a celebrity? Which one? Yeah, this is radio host in Australia called Ben Waterworth that always people say. Uh, the only doppelganger or anything I've ever had in my entire life, and you wouldn't know who this is, is Kyle Sandlands. Uh, he's, an, he's actually an Australian radio host. Um, and I remember being at a party once, and there was a guy there, and he just kept saying to me, like, you're Kyle Sandlands, you're Kyle Sandlands. And I'm like, I'm not Kyle Sandlands. Although I do remember one person randomly at another party Reckon I look like a guy from Home and Away. And I just took that as a compliment because that guy from Home and Away is pretty good looking. And right. I look nothing like him. Just a, like, absolutely. You wish I looked like him. Like, seriously. Okay. Um, but yeah, anyway. Um, no, the only celebrity that I've ever been told I looked like when I had a shaved head, people said like that I looked like a young Sinead O'Connor. But that's it. Okay. Have you seen pictures of me with my shaved head? Yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that, but... Um, I don't know. She's Muslim now. So, yeah, just in case you were thinking of converting. Cool. So, we're 40 in. We've only got 460 to go. Woo, we're getting there. Yeah. So, thank you very much, and we'll be back soon to wrap it all up. Now, I'm going to press the button, you get even more excited. It's that time of the week to play everybody's favorite game show. It's Forget the Lyrics, here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Get the lyrics. Now what we're going to do this week is we're going to kind of do what we do in the flashback segment where I'm just going to introduce all of these ones for you. I'm going to play them back to back so you don't have me interrupting each of them. We're going to hear from Sam in 2012, his version of Ironic, the Alanis Morissette classic, which I know you will love. 2009, you're going to hear me giving my version of Jai Ho 
from the movie Slumdog Millionaire. We're going to hear Dakota, only from last year in 2017, doing his version of Lying from one of those bands that he likes. We're also going to hear from Josh back in 2009 from the rubbish artist that is Taylor Swift. And going back to 2009 as well, a lot of 2009 on the plate today, as you hear myself doing some Lady Gaga and Just Dance. There's a lot of fun to be had with these. Sit back, relax, and enjoy some classic Forget the Lyrics. A huge man woke up at 9.38. He jumped in his car, went down to the airport. It's a huge man. He had something to eat. Got on the plane, flew over to a little place. It's called Somalia. It's not pink. It's like... Oh, Sarge, he went to Somalia and I didn't know that Alanis was going to be singing in this song. It's really annoying because I'm supposed to be singing about Sarge and his $5 a day budget in Somalia. Sarge went down to a little restaurant. He picked a big meal and ate it. It was beautiful. He went back to the market and got a whole bunch of souvenirs. It was really a big sneer. He got back on the plane and I think that's finished. Hollywood. On my side, I'm walking in the bus mall. I need to catch the X1. You can do that in the background. I'm running, I'm running, I'm running to the bus. I trip over, my handbag falls over like a fuss. My money goes everywhere, it goes everywhere in the mall. My heart gets heavy because I see these kids coming up to me. Yes, they do. They take my wallet and my purse. I get really angry, so I curse. I grab them by the neck. Bus mall. Know that there's nothing that can stop them. Maybe they should go to school. But instead they go to the bus mall. Bus mall, bus mall, bus mall. That's the bus mall, England, Norky. Gotta catch the bus, gotta go to the bus, gotta catch it out to Norky. Gonna go to the shops and buy yourself some mates. Protect yourself, protect yourself from the bus mall. Did that work? It's where we're going still. Running, running, running to my bus. Then all of a sudden I realise that I don't have the bus money. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the bus money fell out of my pocket, yo. I can, I can see the bus leaving the mall. I run to the mall and I've said this bit already. I don't know what. I've got to protect myself in the bus mall. Got to go there. Got to catch the bus and go to the bus mall. The 
reason you go to a bus mall. And besides catching a bus, is possibly to hang out with Russ. I really think this bit should end. Thank God it's not going to be in the podcast. Possibly the bus mall bit. Maybe more. Canberra. Hmm. It's going to be a boring song. No, you chose a subject. I woke up again last night. Oh God, I'm in Canberra. What the hell am I going to do? I don't know what to do this weekend. But it's okay, because there's an article. It's telling me what to do in Canberra, and I am having a look. I can go to a bush festival, or go walking, or I can go some taste some wine. I am in Canberra, and I'm going to a bush festival. I am in Canberra now, I'm walking down the street cause that's what they told me to do. I don't like it cause it's really boring. Cause I should be in Hobart or something like that. Yeah. I woke up again last night. I'm still in Canberra, it's like a nightmare. I don't like this place. Cause there's Malcolm and there's hockey. Oh yeah, there's politicians in Canberra and they aren't so good. Because they don't know what we want out of them and they're just very crap. Yeah, I'm in Canberra and the polys are everywhere and all the middle-aged mums. I am in Canberra now, I'm walking down the street cause that's what they told me to do. Yeah, I'm in Canberra and there's just nothing to do. Cause there's nothing to do in Canberra. Don't stop now, we're in Canberra. And it's oh oh no yeah, no 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 they're they're avoiding me no it's done now. the studio I thought it was time to go to a cafe cause I was hungry I don't have breakfast before the show I walked in there thought a party pie was good and then someone tapped me on the shoulder and said hi hey ain't you that guy You're the dude on the radio You said, hey Ben, let's do a show And I was laughing when you said, hey Tim No Tim And I said, leave me alone you jerk I want to have a normal life Yes, I'm a celebrity But if you don't go I'll show you what I do With my right fist in your nose Yes 
I sneak out to the back room of this cafe. So they said, would you like a mushroom? I said yes. Gotta go to Lou first, so I'm feeling a bit off. So I went there and sat on the toilet, but then someone sick their head over the cubicle and said, hey you. And I said, leave me alone, I'm trying to do a poop, you idiot. Can't I have a normal life? I'm a celebrity in Hobart. Yes, mate, if you don't go away, I'll tell you about Ben Gates. Yeah! Come on! Your is too early! Anyway, um... Yeah! Oh, yeah, those people are flying. Oh... I'm really bored of my life. Uh Uh-oh. It really sucks to be married to my wife. I want to do something. Get out there and be different. So I went and bought a catapult. Threw out that boring car. I want to get to work so quickly that it isn't that far. Got in that catapult and flung straight to work right now and broke the window now it's bung human catapult slick me there i wanna fly to work today not drive get in that car and fling it else where because flying is so much boring no it's not actually it's fun fun wish i could fly to work today Oh, I want to get in that catapult straight away. Flick it back right now. Fly to work again. I think I just repeated a line. Why do we not have catapults as our main form of transport to work every day? Why must we use those boring cars? Think about the pollution we would save if we got flung so far. Gonna get catapulted off to work, off to work. Today gonna fly in a catapult, make me fly onto work today. Gonna catapult, just catapult. Catapult, oh yeah, catapult. Welcome back, everyone, as we get ready to close off another episode of The Brink. Um, it's nearly Christmas. She's going to sleep, which is nice. Christmas uh, time! Your second Christmas away yep. from Australia. You and I have nearly known each other for from a year. From Australia, from Canada. From Canada, too. That's the part of the world that you're from. Um, how are you feeling about another Christmas? This is going to be maybe... Is this going to be your... Weirdest Christmas? I don't say weirdest. Like, what do you mean? Well, okay. Last year, you, I guess, you're in Tasmania. You were with a bunch of friends. You kind of went to the beach. You kind of had a social occasion, and you and I, and plus you wanted to see me because you thought I was awesome at the time. Yep. Whereas this time around, like, legitimately, it is just going to be you and I. I'm going to be working. Um, you're going to be sitting in an office with me, and it's just going to be like we don't have any other family or friends really here to celebrate. So. How do you look at this in terms of a different Christmas? If you know what I'm trying to ask. Um, I don't know. I never really thought about it, honestly. Like, 
It's just weird because it's warm. That's the only thing that you want to think of. <laughs> yep. And that I'm far away from everyone. I don't know. Like, last year didn't really feel like Christmas, and I don't assume that this year is going to feel much like Christmas either. Like, I think this year feels more like Christmas based on the fact that we have a Christmas tree solely, and that we listen to Christmas music a lot at work. Okay. Um, I think, I mean, it's going to be my very first Christmas away from Tasmania, ever. Ever. I've never had Christmas away from Tasmania. Mm. Uh, I've never had Christmas away from my family. Um, I've worked Christmas Day before, but even then sort of coming home, like, you know, there was still Christmas stuff to do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, at the end of the day, I'm going to be spending it with you, and that's all that Pretty matters. Great. That's the answer you should have given, but that's okay. I forgive you. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> you can tell that we care about each other differently. So. Clearly. Oh, that was not what I thought you were going to say. Um, it's just it's just interesting because I love Christmas. I guess I don't ever grow out of the love of Christmas. Um, but it's just, it's weird because, you know, there's, it's always going to be a point where your life changes and you're going to have different Christmases at some point. Yeah. But she's watching this film clip of a girl who's got blue tears coming out of her It's really gross. Eyes. Um, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. Like, I've been sick on Christmas Day before, so kind of, you know, it's it sucked. When I was a baby, I don't remember it. I've ended up in hospital on Christmas. That was oh. 2010. That wasn't a fun Christmas. Um, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say. But, uh, like, Christmas means a lot to me, I think, generally, and it's just going to be an interesting thing. Like, yeah, knowing, working again on Christmas, but not having to come home to a big family thing, so... I have no idea. She's not listening to me. She's watching this. Not at all. I want to know what song it is. A girl getting eyes, like, blue-haired girl getting blue stuff pouring out. It's Billie Eilish, When the Party's Over. Yeah, it sounds very moany, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> Mallory is just absolutely not even focused on a word I'm saying right now. No, it's really gross. This is uh, the channel The Edge in New Zealand. I will have to commend them, the fact that there is a free-to-air music channel. Oh, it's over now. It just started. I'm so confused. No, that was the That was the end. Because oh. they show the name of it at the end. Um, That's awkward. Yes. So, Christmas. It's happening. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, and she just... Um, I won't say what she just did, because it involves something smelling, and she'll be embarrassed if I tell everyone that she farted. Um... We will be back next week. Mallory might actually listen to what I'm trying to say. Yep. At the end of it. Meanwhile. Uh, meanwhile, uh, you can like us on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Twitter. Twitter. Subscribe on all the fun channels. We're on YouTube as well. Um, and yeah, we will post information about Mal and Ben's Ben and Mal's Variety Hour and uh, the Brink Unleashed. Number 10 comes out this week. It does. Full film on Wednesday. And as soon as that's released, we'll have deleted scenes the following week. And then the following week, we will start putting trailers out for the Brink Unleashed 11. What was your favourite, Brink Unleashed 10 or Brink Unleashed 11? 10. Correct answer. Correct answer. There's not enough sheep in uh, Brink Unleashed 10, though, is there? No. Brink Unleashed 11 is the shortest one so far. But anyway. Uh, Mallory, thank you. It's been a pleasure for most of it when you listen to it. Thanks, Ben. You're welcome. And until then, next week. Please do keep sucking those oranges, Hobart, and good night.